Welcome to the Changelog episode 0.8.2. I'm Adam Stachowiak. And I'm Wynn Netherland. This is the Changelog. We cover what's fresh and new and open source. If you found us on iTunes, we're also up on the web at thechangelog.com. We're also up on GitHub. Head to github.com slash explore. You'll find some Trinity repos, some feature repos from our blog, as well as the audio podcast. And if you're on Twitter, follow the Changelog and me, Adam Stack. And I'm Penguin, P-E-N-G-W-Y-N-N. Speaking of up on GitHub, I've moved on up to GitHub as about a month ago. Yeah, you're a GitHubber now. I'm a GitHubber. This is the first show we put together since I made that move, so I'm not trying to keep any secrets or anything, but uh, it's the first time that we've had the opportunity to announce that, so I'm excited to be over at GitHub. We don't keep secrets around here. No. Speaking of new faces, Sam Sofas has joined us. This is his first episode to join us on air. He's been blogging over at thechangelog.com for a couple of months on iOS and Cocoa. Sam's a really talented iOS developer. He's also got a new app that we want to plug coming out. It's called Cheddar. It's at cheddarapp.com. It's got a web app and an iOS iPhone app as well, and it um, syncs via Pusher, who's been supporters of the show um, recently. And your to-do Let's just get updated in real time directly from the web to your phone. I love uh, the fact that he actually used Pusher, too. It's it's nice to not so much get a, a great sponsor, but also to see how it could be used in such an awesome way. We've both been using Cheddar, been really impressed with it, and it's got some open source byproducts as well. He's got a Pusher library called Bully. Oh, wow. It's uh, pretty cool. Check that out. This week we talked to Laurent Sansonetti from MacRuby and RubyMotion, and uh, Sam grilled him on some of the finer points of memory management. Yeah, I'd say he actually did a quite a good job with this first time out on the podcast, too. He, he, you know, just having the background of Coco as well as Ruby was a really good fit. Sam was playing the part of the expert, and I was just the uh, fanboy as usual. Teeing him up. <laughs> exactly. Fun episode. Should we get to it? Let's do it. We're chatting today with Laurent Sansonetti, the developer of RubyMotion and MacRuby before that. So why don't you expand on that, Laurent, and give yourself an introduction for our listeners. Hi. Well, thanks for inviting me. Uh, yeah, so my name is Laurent Sansonetti, and uh, I, I was the creator and I'm still the, the main developer and maintainer of MacRuby. Uh, MacRuby is a Ruby implementation on top of core uh, OS X technologies. And I work on MacRuby uh, as a, when I was working at Apple. So I worked at Apple for about seven years on various things, from OS 10 to iLife to uh, a lot of uh, scripting technologies. And MacRuby was one of my projects there. And recently I left Apple to, to do a startup. And so I created a startup uh, a few months ago. And the first product is called RubyMotion. And RubyMotion is a port of MacRuby. And for for iOS, so it allows you to do iOS applications using Ruby, and that that that's that's all about me, I guess. So I'm a long time uh, Ruby enthusiast, and so that's why I really want. I'm I'm currently working on pushing Ruby on areas where it has never been yet, and iOS is probably the best place to for iOS to exist for Ruby to exist right now. We definitely want to jump into Ruby Motion, um, but just to keep this, I guess, chronological, let's talk about MacRuby first and how that project came about. So um, MacRuby was so that's a good question. If we we can take an history uh, course, and if we go back to uh, Lopert, 
So it was 10.6, if I'm not mistaken. No, sorry, 10.5. And for 10.5, we I was responsible for the integration of Ruby in in OS 10. So we we pushed a new Ruby implementation, which was 1.8.6, which was at that time the latest version. We pushed Ruby gems, and we also pushed Rails on the system, and uh, we pushed Ruby Cocoa. And Ruby Cocoa was a bridge. Well, it's still it's still a bridge between the Objective C runtime and the the, the C Ruby runtime, which are two different uh, programming languages. And the goal of Ruby Cocoa was to be a, a framework that lets you write Mac applications using Ruby. And but it's a bridge. So the problem of Ruby Cocoa is that it has a lot of performance issues and a lot of uh, stability problems because as a bridge, it has to to make sure that it has to keep track of two uh, separate object models at the same time. So, for instance, uh, it, 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 using Ruby Cocoa, you have two, two different set of classes that exist at the same time in your application. When you want to use an Objective-C class from Ruby, the bridge has to create a fake class and forward all the messages. So it has a lot of problems. And I was chatting with um, our vice president at the time. Uh, her, his name is uh, Bertrand Serlet. And uh, he had this idea of wh- why don't you just rehost Ruby on top of the Objective-C runtime? This way, you don't need to bridge uh, classes and objects anymore. You would have a fully native implementation of Ruby, but on top of, of the same runtime, and you would eliminate all the problems. And that was, I think, in November 2008, 2004, sorry, or 2005. I don't even remember. And during the Christmas break, I started hacking on it. And it turns out that it was working. So I went, I went back to him and I say, uh, well, it's working. So should we keep this project? And he says, yes, sure, let's go ahead. And we picked the name MacRuby and then MacRuby was born. So that, that's the story of MacRuby. And MacRuby was maintained at Apple for uh, four years, I think. So it was one of my side projects at Apple. And the last... A year and a half, it was my main project at Apple because MacRuby was used by by Apple on a few products. And on Lion, actually, uh, some functionality of Lion is written in MacRuby. So we really had to make sure that it was uh, working fine. So what what point did you, I guess, envision in the next phase of that and porting it to iOS and what later became RubyMotion? Well, so... um, uh, when Lion was about to ship, uh, it was clear that uh, Apple was not interested in maintaining MacRuby anymore. So they asked me to work on different projects. Then I was I was a bit um, sad because MacRuby was really growing and it has a, it has a wonderful community around the project. So I really didn't want to leave the project. So I thought about it and then I realized that um, in order to to keep working on MacRuby, one thing I could do is push it on iOS because this wasn't something Apple was interested to sponsor. So I, I decided to leave the company and, and do the startup. Um, and right now it, it works because it allows me to keep working on, on the MacRuby code base and while I, I'm, I'm making a living out of it. So it seems to, to be working. So how much of Mac or how much of Ruby Motion came from, from MacRuby? And I know it's like uses MacRuby, but obviously there's a lot of stuff to make RubyMotion um, possible. So I'd, I'd be interested to hear about that relationship. 
So the runtime is shared across uh, RubyMotion and MicroRuby. Other than that, everything has been rewritten. For instance, RubyMotion comes with its own uh, compiler. So it provides static computation uh, from Ruby code into optimized machine code, while uh, MicroRuby uses a just-in-time compiler. And we, I had to write a static compiler for RubyMotion because uh, there is no way you can do just-in-time compilation on iOS. Uh, there is no way to actually uh, create memory pages and mark them as executable on, on iOS devices. It's forbidden for uh, security reasons. So I had to work around that. And also some bits bits of the runtime have been optimized for, uh, for iOS constraints. And also the memory uh, model is different on RubyMotion because we cannot use the Objective-C garbage collector because it doesn't exist on iOS. So I had to write my own uh, model around the same the same principle as Arc, uh, the latest um, memory model of Objective-C. So besides these uh, differences, uh, the code base is about the same. I'd like to draw a contrast, I guess, to some of the other tools in the space. And I know that architecturally they're quite different, but just to give uh, folks a kind of a feel for where RubyMotion fits in. So RubyMotion, I guess, in some ways could be compared to uh, Titanium from Accelerator and possibly MonoTouch. Um, would you care to kind of break down its differences architecturally? Mm, so I don't think it's comparable to Titanium or Accelerator in the sense that uh, RubyMotion lets you Call directly into the iOS SDK APIs, and also it gives you a binary at the end, which is pretty much the same as an Objective-C binary. When you look at, at the, dif- the binary differences, so it uses the same objective, the same runtime as Objective-C apps. It uses the same APIs as Objective-C apps, so it's more close to Monotouch. Yeah, Monotouch is doing the same thing that RubyMotion does, but for C Sharp. And on the same side, I think that I'm not very familiar, but I think at Titanium. It's actually using a JavaScript to bridge uh, into the... That's right. Uh, and it's, so it's not the same thing because it's it's using a different runtime. It's actually bridging objects and, and classes and it's creating APIs for all the SDK APIs so that you can use them in JavaScript. While uh, in RubyMotion, when you... For instance, when you... You can create a class that inherits from UI view and it's going to create... The class you create in Ruby is going to be an Objective-C class directly that inherits from UI view so that there are no bridging things that are uh, that are ma- that are being made up uh, under the contains. So it's really a native solution. So I, I was reading in the um, RubyMotion docs that you, you can create um, a Ruby method that's callable from Objective-C, um, which is really awesome. Can you talk a little bit about like the language additions and, and such you've, you've added in RubyMotion? So these, uh, these language additions have been... Uh, Introduced in MicroRuby, so they are not new in RubyMotion. The thing is that, uh, so if we go back to uh, to Leport and to RubyCoco, in RubyCoco, uh, the only way to define an Objective-C selector in Ruby was to use uh, to replace uh, the semicolons with underscore characters. So, for instance, uh, you would do def uh, insert object underscore uh, at index underscore then open parentheses and new, your arguments so that wasn't very natural and I thought about that a lot when I started MacRuby and I came up with this syntax then I had a couple of discussions with Matt the author of Ruby 
and we we came up that it it was probably the best um uh it was probably the best solution the best uh um syntax that we could probably uh, yeah so we we use that we introduced so this syntax was introduced in macruby and it was picked up with ruby motion after so that's not uh, that's not a new uh, a new extension but basically uh, we we extend the ruby language that so that you can define objective c selectors in ruby and that you can also call objective c selectors using the same syntax we should mention that ruby motion's not open source although this week um you've open sourced part of the tool chain the command line tool chain let's talk a bit about maybe as far as feature parity of developing Cocoa apps and Xcode versus the experience in Ruby motion. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so we, so yeah, last week we, we open sourced, uh, the build system of Ruby motion. So the, the, the community is growing so fast and it's actually, uh, trying to extend the platform so quickly that, uh, it was inevitable to open source these parts. And right now, I think there are there are over five uh, pull requests on GitHub already about uh, extending the build system. So it was definitely a good idea. But if we compare uh, Ruby Motion with uh, Objective C and Xcode, I guess that was that was the question. Uh, it's it's a it's definitely a different experience. In Ruby Motion, you do everything uh, in the terminal using a command line. So you you keep you keep using your favorite text editor, Vim or uh, TextMate or Sublime Text or even Redcar, which is actually great. Uh, you keep using your favorite text editor and you use the terminal for everything else. Creating projects, uh, building projects, uh, running your projects in the simulator, uh, sending your projects to uh, to your iOS device, iPhone or iPad, or even creating um, IPA archives so that you can send them to the App Store. Everything is done from the command line. It's always one command that you type so it's it's very different from uh, this uh, Xcode uh, environment where you you do everything inside the same window and you type your code inside the same window you get uh, debugging and and so it's it's uh, it's a bit different and I think the main probably the, the biggest difference so far is that in Ruby Motion when you type break by default it starts the simulator with your project and there is a, an interactive console that shows up by default. It's called the REPL, and you can type expressions there that are actually uh, interpreted in real time inside your application running on the simulator. So this is really something that is very different from Xcode because Xcode doesn't have this kind of um, interactive way of communicating with your application yet. So in Ruby Motion, you can, for instance, um, select elements from the simulator using using your mouse and maintaining the command key. Then you can uh, it creates a new uh, context a new shell context inside REPL. And from there, you can type expressions like you can change the frame, you can change the, the background view, you can create new views. So it's actually very uh, interesting to uh, first to introspect all the all the APIs of iOS because you can you can try APIs uh, using the, the console. It's very nice. And also, it's, it's actually very cool to debug your application. So when there is something going wrong, you can know... Uh, you can, for instance, connect to a specific view and then you can type expressions there and you can try to fix the bug in real time. And then once you're happy, you can copy-paste the code back to your editor. It was interesting seeing the, um, I guess, mixed reactions to Ruby Motion from Objective-C developers. So 
Sam, you are an Objective C developer. What has been your impression of it's the REPL? Like, mind-blowingly fantastic. Um, coming from Objective, like only working with Xcode and such, like I was trying to add some custom fonts to a Ruby Motion application, and normally I would just like because the font names are like kind of arbitrary depending on which font you're using. So I was like, I usually go in app delegate and like log all the fonts and like find which one it is. And I was like, Oh wait, I have a console. And I went in like UI font, like family names and like, there they are. And I was like, this is fantastic. Um, like I don't think like objective C developers really know what they're missing out on. Um, cause the only console we're really used to is like setting a breakpoint and then like GTB or LODB, like, cause it doesn't really work that well. And, um, yeah, it's like, um, people should like be really excited to, to play with it. Um, another thing that's like super amazing, um, that I was like really happy about, um, I put the fonts in my resources directory and like the build system automatically added the info P list stuff for me. Um, which is really awesome. So good work. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we tried to, uh, the build system is already, was already designed so that it picks uh, everything by default. You don't need to specify uh, information. It, it tries to be smart. And sometimes it tries to be uh, too smart. So we need to, there, there are a few things that we should prefix. But yeah, that, that's the, the main idea behind the build system. Yeah, that's actually my favorite part of uh, Ruby Motion is, is how like easy that is versus like dealing with all these dialogues and Xcode and, and build configurations. And yeah, it's really fantastic. Laurent, would you consider yourself uh, just a, a tools developer or are you an end-user developer as well? I mean, are you scratching your own itch when you're building these features or are you listening to feedback from others in the community? <sighs> well, that's, um, that's a good question. Well, personally, I'm a programming language enthusiast, so my favorite things to do is designing programming languages. So I really like learning new programming languages and trying. Even I've been designing my own language since a couple of years. But this is really what excites me the most. Now in Ruby Motion, what I like is that I can keep working on on the project I created at Apple. And this is a code base I'm very familiar with. But I'm not super interested in working on applications. I prefer to work on runtimes, uh, compilers, um, garbage uh, garbage collectors, this kind of thing. So, and working on Ruby Motion lets me work on compilers. So this is really the area I'm very uh, excited about, but I'm not super excited about using Ruby Motion to write applications. You mentioned uh, the community growth is one reason why you open source the, the tool chain. This is a unique project in that you've got a couple of different dimensions in which the community grows. You've got not only the Ruby gems for the Ruby community, but also CocoaPods, which we've had uh, on the show previously for uh, Cocoa Framework. So do you see explosive growth on both of those angles? Mm, yeah, probably yeah. So there are, I think there are over 100 um, open source projects related to Ruby Motion on GitHub, and most of them are uh, sample code. But there are there are there are quite a few libraries that are growing. Libraries around uh, UIKit, Core Data, uh, OpenGL, and various third-party libraries like Cocoa2D, Cocoa2D, sorry, or the Parse SDK, Facebook SDK. So we are we are uh, starting to see. Um, uh, an ecosystem that's growing around libraries for Ruby Motion, and so far people are, are uh, making gems uh, for these libraries. And in CocoaPods has been 
CocoaPods right now is being used to bridge, actually to uh, to vendor uh, third-party Objective-C libraries inside your project. But I've been talking talking to the CocoaPods author, which is actually a friend of mine, and is my personal hero. So if if Eloy is listening to that podcast, he will know that. But we've been chatting about that, and there is a there is probably a way that we can use CocoaPods to also. Uh, include uh, pure Ruby extensions for uh, Ruby Motion. So we don't know yet where uh, the community will go, but I think that if we can use the same uh, the same package system for everything, that that's probably going to be uh, the best solution and the most the simplest solution at least for uh, for Ruby Motion. So Sam, you're both an Objective C developer and a Rubyist. How do you see Ruby Motion changing the way that you tackle applications? It's uh, it's it's interesting because like as an Objective C developer, like there's all these tools like Titanium and, and such, and looking at those, it's like, well, this is just like a silly bridge that doesn't work that well, or like generates all this code that runs in a web viewer or, or whatever. And um, I've been opposed to like all these sort of tools that do anything except Objective C. Um, but that's why Ruby Motion is like so interesting, is because it's actually like you know makes a good binary, and it's not just like writing Objective-C or web views. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like a, it's something that I'm like, don't, I didn't want to like at first, but it's like, I really like it a lot. Um, so Laurent, do you, do you consider this uh, a gateway drug to, to Coco for folks that may not know Objective-C? Do you see it as an intermediate step or is this something that uh, you hope folks will camp out in for a while and just build robust applications in Ruby motion? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think that, Ruby Motion is definitely a, a gateway to iOS for uh, people who are not familiar with C. And the problem with Objective C is really that it's a C-based language, and most most programmers these days don't don't uh, don't know about C. So when they pick Objective C, they have all sorts of uh, problems trying to figure out what the pointer is or uh, the, 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 all the C. All the C um, background that comes with when you use Objective C, they really have an issue. Well, to 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 to, be, to actually um, be comfortable with that, but Ruby Motion is very different. So they 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 just need to learn how to read Objective C interface, which is like one person of the language, and then they can they are said they can use all the APIs and they can build stuff. So I think that Ruby Motion is definitely a good way to get new programmers inside the iOS community, and I'm. Currently in discussions with a few uh, uh, teaching groups uh, around the globe that are teaching iOS and they are very interested in using Ruby Motion uh, in that way, so that they can get new programmers on the platform more quickly than in- instead of actually teaching them C and Objective C. But at the same time, I think that right now Ruby Motion is very young and it, it's on, I think it's uh, it's only a, a month old. But in the future, uh, there, there will probably be mature DSLs, domain-specific languages, that run Ruby Motion. That will let you write application in, in a very short amount of Ruby code. Right now, when you look at, at the Ruby Motion app, you can see calls to the iOS SDK. And people say, well, it looks like Objective-C, and that's true. We, we use the same APIs. And the power of iOS are in the APIs, not the language, of course. But I think that in the future, we will see uh, mature libraries around UIKit and Coreta and everything. And I think you will definitely be able to write a full-fledged application just by using these libraries. And 
from there, if you can, for instance, write a real app in less than less than 100 lines of Ruby, uh, I don't think that Ruby Motion would be a gateway drug anymore, because people report stick to Ruby Motion for everything. When you can write an application in 100 lines, would you, uh, I don't know, rewrite it in Objective C? And probably not, because the less lines you write, uh, the less bugs you introduce. Uh, the code is more maintainable, it's easier to write, easier to read, easier to maintain. So that that will probably be the killer feature of RubyMotion. Right now, RubyMotion is very young, but the community is growing so fast, and I think it's probably a matter of months until we see mature libraries. Uh, yeah. You know, I try to get out of the echo chamber of the Ruby community in which I live, but the Ruby angle aside, it's kind of hard to um, to downplay the importance of a command line, toolchain, and a REPL. Those are two things that Xcode just really doesn't have today. Oh, yeah. And we have, uh, we have much more features in the pipeline for, um, for RubyMotion and the REPL. So right now it's very simple, but in the next few weeks we'll, we'll start introducing new features, and I think it's probably going to excite more people. So let's check Twitter for some questions. Sam, what have we got? So um, Ryan... Farnell, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Um, he asks, any chance a good debugger is coming to complement the REPL for debugging? Um, and definitely coming from Objective-C, this is something that um, I'm just used to thinking in like breakpoints and such. Um, so yeah, this is pretty interesting. Yeah, so yeah, uh, debugger is definitely coming. So it will be first integrated into simulator, and then we will try to integrate it on on the device, so right, it will first come from for the simulator. Are you thinking it'll work similar to like the the Rails debugger? We're just adding like the debugger call, or or if you can say no, no, it will be more like a GDB. So you you start the repo, then you can break on. There will be a break method on kernel that lets you break on a specific method or or a file line. So it oh will, nice! It will it will definitely uh, it will feel like GDB or LLDB or any uh, any debugger that you get used to. And so would you be able to debug on the device? Uh, not the first iteration of, of the debugger. The, but we will, uh, we will um, we'll make sure that the REPL uh, works on the device also in the future. Very cool. Andrew Nesbitt wants to know, will improvements in Ruby Motion like the REPL be backported to Mac Ruby? Uh, so, well, uh, there is already a REPL in Mac Ruby. It's called Mac IRB. And you can type expressions there. Uh, there is no way yet to well. The, you don't have the view selector thing. Um, I mean the the to to select a view using the, your mouse. It doesn't work in in Mac IRB. But besides that, uh, everything else is there. So there is no really. I'm not sure if you would really be needing that, especially since in in Mac Ruby you you use Xcode for everything. MacRuby doesn't have the command line interface that RubyMotion has, so to create a MacRuby project, you you use Xcode and you use IB to to, to do the to do your user interface. So you probably don't need the the REPL that much, but you you get you also have Mac Mac IRB and and if you look at GitHub, you will see that there are various um, REPL for for MacRuby. Some of, some of them are actually Cocoa apps, uh, which is good since. Uh, it, it actually it's actually using the, the run loop of Coco, so that you can actually connect the repo to to your MacRuby app and type expressions there. 
and you can uh, you you don't actually block the main thread of um, of, of the ripple when you type expressions. But besides that, I don't think that the ripple should be ported. Can you uh, can you talk a little bit about how your version of memory management is different from like the um, Objective C ones we're used to? Versus like retainer, or obviously it's very different from manual memory management. But how it differs from Arc or the Cocoa garbage collection on the Mac? Uh, yeah, so the the memory method of remotion is very simple. So uh, it's it's almost the same as uh, Arc, except that it's done at, it's done at runtime. So the runtime automatically inserts return and release and auto release uh, calls for you uh, when your application starts. So that that's that's exactly uh, how uh, Ruby motion works. And right now it's it's extremely simple, but we are I'm working on a new version, which will ship in a few months. That will be more deterministic, and that will also be able to detect cycles. So when, for Very instance, cool. you you have an object that has reference to another one, and right now uh, both objects are going to leak because they 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 use the reference count of one both of them so. Both objects will leak, but in in the near future, my goal is to introduce a, a system that lets you uh, f cycles and that that doesn't force you to uh, think about them. So I don't want to introduce weak references in Ruby Motion because I think that it's uh, it actually um, it breaks the whole idea of autom- automatic memory management system. You shouldn't need to think about weak weak references. You should just use uh, Ruby and don't think about that. So I really want the the memory system to be able to uh, to deal with uh, cycles and automatically uh, clear uh, objects that have uh, uh, cycle references. Especially if you could if you could have like if you call a, a block on an object and then reference that object in the block, like breaking those it would solve like it save a ton of typing at least in Objective C land. So like that would be fantastic in, in Ruby as well. Uh yeah yeah yeah. That was a great question about Owen, I guess, O from the Twitter. Up next, Anil wants to know, uh, personally, Laurent, what tools do you use when you develop? Oh, um, so I use, um, I use GTB and VI. So I actually, um, I'm, I'm a weird person, but I actually live in GDB. So GDB is my terminal, and I type expressions there. I use GDB as a repel for a C. <laughs> And uh, I start programs in GDB, and I I I, I build everything uh, using GDB. So so I'm a bit I'm a weird person. I do everything inside the same terminal, and then I use MacVim for uh, for the code edition. And I'm a big fan of Vim. I've been using VI for more than ten years, so my brain is uh, completely uh, I don't know fucked up. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> So I, I can't use anything else than VI. I'm sorry. So it's all uh, VI and GDB. <laughs> Do you have any plans for um, like s- support with instruments or or building your own profiling tools for Ruby Motion? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll be coming with something soon. Uh, uh, to be honest, I don't know yet what what the plan will be, but we definitely need to have a uh, a profiling story uh, around Ruby Motion. I know that. Force have been able to use instruments to profile remotion apps, and right now uh, there is no way to see your. Uh, th- I think there is no way to see the the, the, the Ruby traces when you actually uh, hold when you when you request uh, when you hold a reference to an object and you see the the back trace of the allocation. 
I, th I don't think it shows the Ruby trace yet, um, but I think there is a way to do that. So we'll try to support instruments because it's probably the best profiler that exists on the Mac yet. But at the same time, I would really want to have a profiler on the command line, uh, something that you can just you could just run your application using Rake, and then it would uh, automatically do a, a memory profiling and CPU profiling for you, and then you would get the some some results back into the terminal. I would really want to have a terminal version also. It'd be really neat if there was something like um, in Rails 3.2 they added the slow query profiler so if anything takes a long time in development it automatically logs and warns you that something's slow. Um, that might be a neat addition. So. So Laurent, I just want to applaud you on, I guess, the business model. I think we get spoiled in the open source, open source world to, you know, expect everything just to be uh, handed over the you know, source included. Uh, I, I appreciate the way that you've you know, open sourced what you could, but I was one of the first customers on the, the first day, uh, even before I knew um, uh, how, I guess, uh, how much utility I would get out of Ruby Motion. I just, I been a fan of the, the work you've done on MacRuby and just wanted to support that effort. How have you been um, have you been received, I guess, in that business model in the in the community? Well, um, first, um, I would like to thank you for purchasing Remotion. Uh, it's really nice and it, it's really, um, it's greatly appreciated. But uh, so far, the community is great. They, they, um, I was also a bit worried about that because I'm a, I'm a free software activist. Uh, so it's, it's really tough for me to do um, a proprietary development right now. Uh, but so far, the community is actually accepting your project very well. And uh, the thing is that I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I don't think other way uh, uh, than charging customers for using Ruby Motion. I could do uh, the project open source, but I wanted to find a company to sponsor the work. And the problem with that is that... Um, you always need to find a sponsor, and sponsors tend to stop sponsoring you at, at some point. And it's really a problem. And I, I had the same experience in the past. And also, if you look at popular open source projects right now, the contributors are actually being sponsored by companies. And sometimes they stop sponsoring them, and they need to find a new company. And they, gen, they, they actually jump ships from one company to another one. And right now, the, the economy is actually very bad for other companies, I think. So it's really tough for me. I really want Ruby Motion to exist in the next five years. I want it to be, um, to be a real project, something that people can, can actually trust uh, in writing their apps. And so I, I want to keep working on MacRuby for at least five years and maintain it. And I don't see any other way than actually uh, charging the users so that they can actually uh, get maintenance and software updates and so forth. So... So I, I, I really want to open source as many things as possible because I'm, I'm a huge uh, free software activist. But until I find another solution, I'm afraid that parts of Motion will be uh, proprietary, will be closed source. Now, in both of those models, both the corporate sponsorship model, I mean, you've got politics in play with you know, the corporate interests. But in this model, you're kind of the, you know, You've got to do everything in the, the vertical. You've got to have a, a nice design website. You've got to sell the thing. How much support have you gotten on that aspect of it? And have you had to pay for all of those services up front? Uh, 
yeah, so um, yeah, so you you exactly right that uh, doing a startup is very tough. Uh, I'm actually doing three jobs at the moment. It's very funny. So I do marketing, I do a support, and then I do a engineering. I mean, working on the motion. But I'm I'm currently uh, I we generated enough revenue so that I can actually hire people. So I will uh, I will have app very soon that on on the platform and on the support and the marketing side. And besides that, I'm actually doing okay. So it's not that much um, of work. So I think it's doing. Um, I'm doing fine right now. What are your thoughts on um, bringing some of the the build system and such to to MacRuby on on the Mac and um, kind of the other pieces of Ruby Motion that aren't iOS specific? So the first the first thing I, I want to, to backport to MacRuby is the memory model uh, because the the Objective C garbage collector that MacRuby is using is being deprecated in uh, in Mountain Lion. So it means that in Mountain Lion Plus One, which will probably be released in two years, uh, it will disappear from uh, from OS X. So we need to replace uh, uh, the memory model of MacRuby with something else. So I'm currently uh, trying to find out if I can backport the Ruby Motion uh, memory, uh, memory model to MacRuby. So it's not that easy. It's not as easy because MacRuby is used more widely than Ruby Motion. Uh, MacRuby is not only about uh, Cocoa apps. People use it outside Cocoa, so outside the run loop, the Cocoa run loop. So I really need to find a solution that works in all the scenarios where uh, MacRuby is being used. So I'm 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 still thinking about that uh, with the rest of the MacRuby uh, developer team. But this will probably be the first uh, thing that we backport from Ruby Motion to MacRuby. The, the the command line interface is pretty uh, nice to have, but right now the pri- the priority is the is actually replacing the garbage collector. That makes sense. Um, well, I have a couple feature requests. I'll just uh, fire them off. Um, it, it would be really fantastic if you could write. Um, Static libraries or frameworks in um, Ruby Motion, especially like if I'm transitioning a, a large project to Ruby Motion, it'd be great if I could write pieces um, but instead of just replacing all of the Objective C all at once, because that'd be a ton of work for a larger project. Um, so I'm sure that's like lower on your priority list, but um, that would be really awesome. People have been asking if uh, if we can uh, add support. Uh, support for Ruby Motion code inside existing Xcode Objective-C projects. And I think that's, that's probably what you want, right? Right, right. And yeah, so we, we probably um, do something in this area, but it's pretty, it's not very, it's not high on the to-do list right now, because we, we want to focus on using Ruby Motion for, uh, to, do, to do everything. I mean, using Ruby Motion to start an application. Uh, but we we'll, we'll probably find a way to so that you can use Ruby Motion inside existing projects. Can you chat about um, testing for a minute? That was one of the things that made me um, really excited about Ruby Motion because as Objective C developers, people rarely test, or if anything, it's just unit tests and never anything beyond that. Um, can you talk about the, the testing support in Ruby Motion? So the testing support is actually very. Uh, 
naive right now. So we revolution comes with a bacon, which is I think a R spec clone. So I'm not familiar with testing. So I'm afraid I'm I'm not a big user of testing in Ruby, but uh, bacon is a is a clone of R spec, but it's it's a simplistic clone of R spec. So the code base uh, is only one file, and Ruby motion ships with uh, bacon. And by default, when you create an application, you get a spec directory. And from there, you can write uh, bacon specs. I think that by default, there is only one spec. It checks that there is a UI window inside your UI application. And I think, well, yeah, by default, if you type break spec, it runs a spec and you will get an error because we don't create a UI window by default when you create a project. So that that's the the first spec that we have, and it fails by default. So I think that it conforms to the test-driven development. You need to create the window and then run the spec again, and then it will pass. And then it's up to you, and you can write any spec you want. And so far, I'm I, I've I've not seen a lot of um, projects that have been using uh, uh, the specs uh, yet. But uh, one thing I saw is that some. Uh, there is a there is a gem a gem that you can install that will actually uh, colorize the output the output of rake spec. So you get, for instance, green stuff for the spec that pass, and red stuff when there is a, a problem. And I suspect that uh, in that in that gem there are samples of uh, various Ruby, Ruby motion apps that actually have more more detailed specs. It'd be interesting to see. Um support for the instruments like UI automation stuff um, in Ruby instead of JavaScript because that's what uh, instruments requires you to write. Um, surely that's a ton of work, but... Uh, actually, we have... Uh, someone is working on that right now. Oh, so, amazing. Uh, he's working on that and so he's having issues uh, connecting to instruments so I'm, I'm trying to help him. But I think there will be, there will be something, there will be some sort of announcement about, around that in probably the next few days. So for folks that might not be uh, privy to this ecosystem, I guess it would be kind of a fit for, say, Cucumber for Ruby Motion, to use a bad analogy. It's, it'd be similar to, like, Capybara or something, because it simulates um, touches and, like, entering text in text fields and such. Um, and then you can see the, the result, or, like, query the UI and see the state of things. So... Yeah. A lot of exciting stuff happening with Ruby Motion. I want to thank you for your time, Laurent, and uh, we look forward to those announcements that are forthcoming. Well, thank you very much for having invited me.